Welcome to The Difference. I'm Dan O'Donnell, joined as I am each and every week here on this podcast by Dave Spano, the president and CEO of Annex Wealth Management. Well, Dave, this week, obviously the start of the fourth quarter and through three quarters of trading, the NASDAQ was down 32.4%, the single worst start to a year in history. The S&P 500 down 24.8%, the fourth worst start to a year in history. We are well in bear market territory. I know the fourth quarter is typically very good trading quarter, but there is a whole lot going on that suggests, to me at least, that this fourth quarter might not be. Yeah, I, I think that's uh, that's fair assessment. You know, it certainly is when you have these negative quarters, Dan, in a row, th- two or three. I mean, this is something we haven't seen. Generally, you'll start to get value buyers come back in. Those with long-term perspectives, opening up the aperture on the camera, if you will, and looking long-term because some of these companies are trading at single-digit multiples and paying dividends. Well, that is a situation where people can start to invest. But as you said, there is a lot going on. Of course, this podcast is about the intersection of the economy and politics. Well, we have an election coming up. And generally, when you have a midterm election, that has been good. It's been downwards up until around October and then a rally through the election. Will that happen? We'll have to see. But there's certainly a lot of pressure on the incumbent party right now because of really bad economic news. The Fed, of course, is is only job right now is to fight inflation. And when they do that, and especially what we've seen in history, is that can cause a recession. That is a debate, right? Because, of course, are we in a recession right now? We've had two back-to-back quarters, as we have well documented. The third quarter, the one we're getting right now, the preliminary numbers are it could be another zero of GDP, three-quarters of GDP, uh, negative GDP, Dan. There's no way that this National Economic Bureau can say that we're not in a recession currently, as well as what could happen next year. It's It's a bad environment right now. Well, rather obviously, the reason that we are still in a debate as to whether the country is in a recession is because there's an election coming up. And there was a concerted effort in August, which I actually thought was hilarious, to redefine what a recession actually is. No, it's no longer two consecutive quarters of negative growth. But you're right. If we get three consecutive quarters of negative growth, that would be, I think, the the nail in the coffin of that debate. Now, the Federal Reserve, according to J.P. Morgan Chase, is hiking farther and faster than at any point in modern history. This means that as home mortgage rates have moved from 3% to 6.7%, Dave, the monthly mortgage payment needed to afford the medium home for sale in the U.S. right now has gone from $1,698 last year to $2,547 right now. That's an increase of about 50%. That is significant, and this is, I think, not just having an impact on the home market right now, but you're going to see, as the Fed has already signaled, it's going to have to continue to tighten. It's going to have to continue to raise interest rates. Could we see a full-fledged housing collapse? Or, in the alternative, are we in the middle of one? 
Yeah, well, there's no question that housing prices have come down and there is pressure on that. And just, you know, you put it in dollar terms, but I can put it in percentage terms. You know, normally you can see mortgage payments consuming about 28, 29% of a consumer's income level. That number is now up to well over 40%. So that is a significant problem. Will there be uh, losses right now? Right now, people, some of the anecdotal evidence we're getting is people are stuck in the houses that they're at because they're not going to trade in a 3% mortgage for a 7% mortgage. The only question is, can they continue to pay? When you have a recession, right, one of the things that happen is unemployment rates go up. If people lose their jobs, obviously they're not going to be able to pay $2,500 or whatever that number is. That is going to be a problem. So do they induce such a recession that uh, that an, an unemployment goes up? Does it Does it really get away from them? I will tell you that I don't have a lot of faith in the Federal Reserve because, uh, you know, we talked about that they were late to the game to raise rates. You know, not only that, we had just in December of 2021, not that long ago, there was $18 trillion, with a T, trillion dollars of negative yielding bonds. Well, that is money into the system. So they had to unwind that. So the bill is coming due now for 13 years of quantitative easing. So it's going to be an ugly unwinding, but that doesn't mean there isn't opportunities, right? So a lot of times we think about macro events. There are things that you can invest in that are doing well. And one of those, of course, would be energy. Right now, OPEC just uh, over this past weekend said they may cut a million barrels a day of production. At the same time, Dan, as you well know, the Strategic Petroleum Reserve is being drowned down at a million barrels a day. So that is that is an interesting economic backdrop. Some of these stocks, though, are really beaten down outside of the energy sector. Do you think that there are buying opportunities? I mean, obviously, yep. as a general rule, you know, you buy on bad news, right? I think right, every yep. investor sort of knows that implicitly. I don't think there could be worse news right now. And we're getting, and this is Dan, the, the political guy with an obvious, you know, political perspective, saying right now we're not getting the reporting, I think, that we otherwise would on the full brunt of just how bad this economy is, just what a precarious position we're in right now, because I think there's a concerted effort on the part of the media to make the Joe Biden economy not look as bad as possible, to sort of mitigate some of the losses that Democrats are expected to face in the upcoming midterm. But given that, given the fact that I think people know, regardless of what it is that the media is reporting, that things are not good are there opportunities for people who still do, and I recognize that in a recession this is tough, who still do have investment income available that they can be looking at some of these stocks, maybe in the tech sector that has been just devastated over the past year, where there are some opportunities there? Yeah, no question. You can go through the portfolio right now. And by the time, when we talk about people losing jobs, there's certainly a no doubt a political, I'm sorry, an economic bifurcation in this country. It's it's unavoidable to see that, right? So there is the 50% of people, whatever the Mendoza line is that you want, want to choose, that are going to get hurt more than others. But clients that have money, investable assets, that have 401k uh, uh, assets, people that aren't going to lose their jobs, 
they're clearly looking for opportunities. They know that economic news is difficult, but that means there is still opportunities. There are a number of companies, a lot of companies, Dan, that are now trading at uh, P.E. ratios in the single digits, four, five, three, six, somewhere in that range of P.E. ratios based on its current earnings and paying dividends. So what do you do in a bear market? That's one of the things that you look for is how do you position your portfolio? Can you find companies that are trading at low single digits that are paying a dividend, are going to pay you to wait to get through this scenario? Now, I can tell you, Dan, I've been in this business a long time, since the 1980s. have seen it. I've seen it in 1987. I've saw it in 1991. Uh, 98, we had the Russian debt collapse. And in 2001, of course, we had the terror attacks. 2008, the great financial crisis. Post those events, there are always opportunities. So when this bear market ends, and it will end, when does the new bull market begin? And when do you start positioning for that? And that's one of the things that you want to think about now. Are you positioned for the next beginning, the beginning of the next bull market, which will inevitably come to us? And that's why you need to know, as we say all the time on this podcast, what you own and why you own it. Especially now, especially when times are tough, this is the time you need to talk with someone. You need to work with someone who's working with and for you as a fee-only fiduciary. That's why we encourage you very strongly, head to AnnexWealth.com, get a free wealth metric. It's a review of your portfolio. Get some guidance, get some advice, get some help because we all definitely need it especially now consider this dave the current market collapse of the past 10 months has wiped out an estimated 10 trillion dollars of american wealth household net worth in the april to june period declined 6.1 trillion dollars or 4.1 percent according to bloomberg that is the most on record for a quarter. Consumer debt, including credit cards, rose to an all-time high for the 118 million U.S. households among the bottom 90% of wage earners, that according to the Federal Reserve. These are some scary numbers. They, they are scary numbers, but I would say a couple of things. Number one, you have to go back. I mean, all of those are factual and true but go back to 2018, 2019 and say, where was your portfolio then? Are we giving some of that back? Yes. So you look at, for example, if you look at the aggregate S&P earnings, for example, in 2020, the aggregate S&P earnings, what do I mean by that? Take the 500 companies in the, in the Standard & Poor's, add up their earnings. You know, One company makes $3 a share. The next company makes $2, $2 a share. It was 140 in aggregate earnings in 2020. That went up to 240 estimate over the last 24 months or so, 36 months. So that's coming back down, and multiples are coming back down. So are we having a retrace? Yeah, that's probably true. Sure. But, but again, how you position going forward is really the key. My concern is they are purposely, they, the Federal Reserve, are purposely trying to induce this slowdown and perhaps break it, if you will, 
to to ring out inflation. If you remember back to the 1970s and you're a historical guy, they didn't do that. They had a stop-and-go policy, and Volcker made this thing go on for a long period of time. They don't want to make Volcker-style mistakes and do a stop-and-go policy. So I think they're going to hit us again at 75 basis points and perhaps another one after that. But watch the two-year Treasury. That is a big indicator of how they're going to act and what number they're going to get to. Uh, as of this morning, we're recording this on a Monday, the, the two-year Treasury has come down from about 4.3 to about 4.0. Uh, it's still extraordinarily high, but it's coming back down. And why is that? Because maybe they're starting to see by 2023 that inflation, I don't think that we have wrung it out, but maybe we've peaked. Right now, the hurricane is certainly not going to help, right? Because that's going to hurt real estate prices. But maybe it's peaked. Uh, you know, there's 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 signs of that in the housing market and the used car market. Where we're not seeing it is in new cars because there's still a chip shortage. So, right, a, a lot of moving parts. There certainly are. And as of August, according to a Lending Cub report. 60% of Americans are living paycheck to paycheck. Yeah, that's and a problem. this yeah, this this has basically been since we first started hitting 40-year highs of inflation, it would stand a reason, of course, when you're paying far more. I mean, wages just have not kept up. They haven't kept anywhere near close to the rate of inflation. So real wages are going down. People are paying more for pretty much everything. Uh even high income earners. And I thought this was very interesting, Dave. Even people earning more than $100,000 a year, 45% say they live paycheck to paycheck. Yeah, that I, I find that uh, fascinating that we well, have – oh, go ahead. What's going to happen, Dan? What's going to happen now is you've got an election coming up, and I know, uh, you, know you, you can get more into the politics, but – you know the Democrats think that they're not going to be hurt as much, but you know raising rates again just just days before the election is certainly yeah. going to be top of mind. The markets do like a uh, you know right now the Democrats own as you know both the, the Congress and the White House. There could be a split there, and the markets do like a uh, a split power uh, versus it altogether. I mean it's almost it's almost conceded that the House goes the Republicans' way. We don't know right now about about how the Senate is going to go, but certainly is looking better as of this weekend. Yeah, it certainly does. And the number one reason is almost invariably the economy. As the stock market falls, as people feel less secure about their future, they have a tendency to take it out on the party in power. So we are a little more than a month away right now from the midterm elections. It is almost certain. In fact, I will go on record as saying it is an absolute certainty that Republicans will retake control of the House. I just saw the Senate Minority Leader Mitch McConnell say that it's 50-50 that Republicans will retake the House, I'm actually going to put that number probably closer to about 70-75% because they only need a net gain of one and the polls are all moving that way. So hopefully, if markets do like divided government, divided government is what we're going to get because the markets and your bottom line can use all the help they can get. And that's why we're here, to help you every single week here on this podcast. For Dave Spano, the president and CEO of Annex Wealth Management, I'm Dan O'Donnell. Thanks for listening to The Difference. Annex Wealth Management is a registered investment advisor. For more information about our firm, please visit AnnexWealth.com. 
The information in this podcast is for educational and entertainment purposes only and is subject to change without notice. Opinions expressed are those of the participants and don't necessarily reflect those of Annex Wealth Management, its producers, hosts, or guests. The host of the podcast is compensated for his endorsement of Annex Wealth Management. Information presented should not be construed as tax, legal, or investment advice, or a recommendation or solicitation for the sale of any product or strategy. Listeners are encouraged to seek advice from qualified professionals to determine whether any information presented may be suitable for their specific situation. Investments involve risks. Neither Annex Wealth Management nor its podcast participants shall be liable for losses resulting from decisions based on information or viewpoints presented on this podcast.